new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. your intentions thank you so here we go good afternoon mr tk daryl how are you sorry i didn't time that sip very well i'm great it's a wonderful afternoon edition of the toronto real estate show it's a special special stats edition we pump them out quick when we need to a lot of a lot of information out there there's a lot of uh Interesting stuff out there. And, and because we want this to be a quick and dirty segment and we want to talk about the uh, recent Treb stats, sure. I want to just try sharing my screen for a second. And I just want to set this up with a few articles and a few okay. charts. And then we're going to hand it over to our you're resident the, uh, expert here, uh, Mr. TK. So hopefully the recording still looks okay. I don't believe that it does. Okay, here we go. So All right. we've got stuff like Toronto sets new record for home transactions in September as sales soared 42%. Ooh. It sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's great. We've got the Toronto Sun saying, hate to burst your bubble, but real estate's still strong. Ouch. Yeehaw. Oh, I don't know what's going on with the share screen. I'm going to have to apologize for this. Okay, we'll keep it like that for now. We've got... Interesting terminology. Burst your bubble. Look at that, eh? Sales and listings continue to rise as Toronto real estate market outperformed by suburbs. Okay. Interesting. Getting a little bit more specific. People are moving out. Bye-bye. See you later. I don't know why this is not working, but anyways, Toronto detached real estate prices rise while condos slip lower. Ooh. Mm. Must be a storyline there. What's this? This one is interesting if it works. I don't know what's going on here. Toronto tops construction crane index with almost a third of all projects, which is 124. 124 cranes. If you look at that map. The next three in line are Seattle, L.A., and they've got Calgary, but it looks like Washington is actually the next one in line. But, like, we're killing everybody no one, here. No one wants to go to those places. But, I, I mean, is that good? Is that bad? Who knows? And then I want to just bring up these graphs hey. here, these beautiful oh. graphs, and then off to TK land. So, hopefully this doesn't make a problem. Everything I'm doing is making a problem here. Okay, so interesting statistics, I think, all over yeah, here. Keep that page up. Yeah, we can keep that page up. You want to keep that page up and just talk about it? Yeah, so why yeah, don't, don't we do that? I don't think really care about looking at our faces, to be honest with you. No, I don't think my mom's watching either, so. No. How's that? There, now my ego's okay, and people can see what we're talking about. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is all, overall, overall, what are the... What do the uh, statistics show? It shows that we're in a strong market. Things are doing pretty well. 
that uh, there's not much to complain about in the freehold sectors. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, concern for what's happening in the condos. We'll talk about the condos after. But, um, you know, you can just kind of see it. So the thing about TREB is they're always going to be basing it off of year to year unless year over year, unless there is uh, a reason for them to do month over month. Right. So in the beginning of the year, they did get into month over month, which we call seasonally adjusted because they're looking over the um, sort of trends, whether markets moving up, markets moving down. But when they want this sensationalized uh, data to be released, of course, they compare it to a year earlier. So. 42% sales increases is based off of last September. Sure, which is generally a much slower month. But I think what's really important here is the quarterly 2020 sales. Actually, no, sorry, year-to-date sales comparison. Like yes. with the pandemic, we have outsold last year's market, which was a very good, so strong market, right? Yep, so far. And no, 2019, we didn't see uh, a pickup until the end of the year. So year to date, uh, 2019 sales, one of the lowest recorded sales in the in the Toronto Real Estate Board's last 25 years. 68,000. Yeah. Right. So no, we didn't have a great year last year. So sure, if we outperform, uh, sorry, that's not year to that's year to date September. I think we ended up close to 80,000. But right. again, that still, makes still not sense. a busy year. Still not a busy year. The busier years get into the 90s, even uh, over 100,000. But still a so, good year as far as a market is concerned. Like it wasn't a bad year, maybe compared to like normal. 2000 and what, 16? Was that the crazy year? Those year? That was the busiest year. 2016 was the highest year ever recorded. So year to date, though, I'm, I'm glad. I guess you're going down this road, which is, hey, we've, we've had a pandemic. We had two months almost missing. And we're and ahead. We are, we're already caught up uh, by 1.2%. We're, we're ahead. Well, and I mean, you, you remember my prediction from last time. I mean, I still think we're going to slow down for the rest of the year. But to, for me, when I saw this, which I did not realize that this was the case, when I saw that we're outpacing last year, I thought like, I mean, wow, that that's pretty fantastic to be shut down completely for two months, partially open for a month. Still, things are not anywhere close to normal, and we have sold more than last year. I think that's yeah a testament Inter to the rates, interest rates being so low that that that's always going to stimulate more uh, more sales, no matter what, because it brings a whole new group of people into the market who ordinarily may not have been there or been willing to go in. Look at the quarterly um, stats in the bottom left corner. At the end of Q2, <laughs> when we were substantially less than where we were last year at the end of the second quarter. Nobody was saying, oh my gosh, we're never going to catch up. We just thought, okay, we're, we're, we're missing a lot of sales this year because of the pandemic. Let's see what happens. And I got to take the same approach right now. We still have three more months left in this year. There could be infinite possibilities of what's going to happen over the next three sure. months. Nobody knows. Well, so I think say, we're going to outpace next year. We may end up being less than next year. We if could. The next three months don't go so well. We could for sure. But I mean, to be at this point now and to be at this kind of pace, I think it's fairly promising. Even with I what agree. we think is coming down the pipe. I think if I we agree. go back uh, a bunch of episodes, which I, I promise you I will not take the time to do. But if I did take the time to do it, we would hear us saying that... Um, you know, with all the pent up demand, we think over the 12 month period that things should kind of spread back out and even out to the last year. I guarantee you we said that. You know what? It sounds like something we said. 
It sounds like something we would say for sure. Right? For sure. But for sure. but regardless, I think it just proves that there's a, there's a lot of things proving the strength of the market. But then I think those same things that prove the strength also look like vulnerabilities, depending on the article that you read and the perspective you prefer to take. Exactly. Let's just focus on the sales. Let's stay with the sales. So 11,083 sales in September. It's a lot of sales. It's a lot of sales. Right? Notice how they don't talk about how sales are only up 1% between August and September, right? And also, September was the first month we are like three months into things reopening. There was no signs of the government interventions. People thought this coronavirus was behind us. What month right? is that? The last month, September, right? Oh. The, the positivity, like people were out doing stuff. People were out shopping. Gyms are opening. Restrictions are being lifted. There are there's a lot of stuff happening in September, and now the very like last couple days of September, they announced new gathering limits. They announced new restrictions. There's a whole bunch of new panic and fear and everything else in the market, and so. But we know how to deal with it now. We're good. We got all these virtual things. We got money still we got guaranteed paychecks for another year we got all this stuff but this is my prediction october november and december are not beating september sales numbers combined it's only no individually it's only downhill from here yeah i i'll i'll predict that we stay you know flat with last year the rest of the way Okay, so you're talking about the, the, the next three months, yeah. Next three months like, will no. be the same we as a, last year. We had a great month in September, so it feels good. And so if you're just coming into the, the market now and you're saying, wow, the market's this and the market did that and everything else too, you got to look at all the factors this year, or sorry, this September, compared to what's now going to be new in October. Well, one thing that I want to try and uh, discuss or ask you, I don't know if you know the answer to this. If you don't, we should look into this. But look it up. We'll look wh- it up. what is the mix of condo versus like single family uh, in these numbers compared to last year? Like how different is that mix now? Yeah, I don't, I don't have those numbers. There is a condo report that's quarterly as well as the, of course, the quarterly report we're looking at, that's total sales. So that would be where you would, um, where you'd access that and you'd have some really, really detailed numbers on that. I, do we think that it would look much different than last year do you think there's a lot more to be be honest what i'm seeing and this is more anecdotally than anything else i'm seeing that there are still a good amount of condo sales okay and that we still are experiencing uh demand it's just an incredible amount of supply i guess it's a 15 percent increase in supply yeah, but it depends where you're looking. I mean, if you're looking to live in a mid-rise building in Newmarket, it's not as crazy as if you're looking in Young and Eglinton, right? Sure, but I'm looking in those areas. I'm looking in C1. I'm, I'm looking in C10. I'm looking in the areas that there's, you know, uh, issues, major issues. Yeah. And I'm still seeing sales. I still see, I mean, all these launches that are happening with new stuff seem to be selling well still. Yeah, we just have a ton of inventory. So yeah. there's a lot of people talking about, what they're doing out there now. There's a lot of fear going on. I've heard a lot of agents talk about some really crazy things about their buildings getting shut down again and all that kind of stuff. I'm not seeing that. I'm not, I'm not even seeing the schools shutting down or the condo buildings shutting down. I think everybody knows how to behave and what type of guidelines to put into place in order to protect people. So I don't think that that would be the case. But either way, the sales, there they are. September, great month of sales. If you sold then, 
fantastic, but September's over now. It, we're into October. Now we've got to deal with what's going on and look at the number of listings we have now. Well, so what's I think what's also important is our months of inventory, right? Yep, exactly. But that's overall... Uh, and days on market. Like, look at this craziness. I mean, look, it, it, only Toronto, you know, 25 days on the market is like going backwards and, and horrible, you know? Yeah. 22 days on the market on average near a million bucks with 11,000 sales. in February, March, right? 13. That's sure. when the market was peaking this year. And that's when the inventory was really low. So that month's of inventory, it's a great metric. 13. Overall, though. But still, if you have to take even 60 days to sell it to still get the price, that's still really good. Yeah, we're funny. We're funny in Toronto. We're funny like that. Were, 22 days? You guys are horrible. I need new agents. Yeah, exactly. How is this thing not sold already? Didn't you? When did it go on the market? Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. That's, but these these stats are like mind-blowing. And I mean, 124 cranes. <laughs> That's a lot of construction. Are you worried? Well, when I saw that in comparison to all the other places, I started to we've think. We've been there forever. Like, that's, yeah, I mean, listen, we've, we've been. We've many cranes up there forever. And you and I have been talking about the 20,000 unit shortfalls every month, every year. So I'm not. I get it. I just see I'm 100. I see uh, what, what percentage more cranes is that than the next top guy in the United States? Like, look, how is it that New York only has 12 cranes in the sky? That's crazy. They built it all up a long time ago. I don't know. Right? Where else? Where are you going to build in New York now? Look, you knock down forty-story buildings to build ninety-story buildings. Now this is a thing. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no room left in New York. So we've got lots of room to grow. Population's growing. Even Calgary, uh, Calgary, thirty-seven or something. Anyways, no, I'm not nervous, but it's a very crazy statistic. But I mean, look at all this demand. Look at what we can do. It, it maybe days on market will take a little longer, but they're actually. They're all getting absorbed, all this new stuff. You don't hear one thing that new new project came out and didn't sell. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So what um, does it take? What does it take? A ton of a, a ton of low-priced inventory in the real resale market? The consumers have to look at the costs that they're paying at the sales centers. And if they're, if they're saying... Uh, right now, the the price per square foot is eight hundred, and these guys want me to pay twelve. Do I expect to get a fifty percent increase on a price per square foot basis by the time that that project's completed? And if the answer is no, you're not going to buy it. Hmm. And that's what it is. It just takes time. We don't have those average price per square foot yet because we are seeing sales. We are we are seeing properties sell for less than what they were before. But look at the average condo price. I mean, it's not down yet. No, I don't know why the listings don't show price per square foot, especially for resale condos. I mean, it would help a lot of people pick a resale condo over a new condo any day of the week, wouldn't it? It's because of um, square footage uh, rules that we have. So the square footage rules in Toronto is you don't you don't have to put a square footage. No. That's the rule. But why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you show, hey, you know, you a can get this. have to have an exact square footage. Toronto doesn't. So I think it opens up liability and so that they try to avoid it. Because when they're trying to manage 60,000 agents to do the right thing in posting advertising guidelines and stuff like that, we, we don't even come close to being able to handle that. So if they're like, we want them to post uh, the exact square footage, 
that's way too much for those guys to handle. We better just say, don't even worry about it. We'll give you a, a 300 square foot range to put it in. And hopefully you get that right. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. That There's a lot of liability truth. issues when you start talking about exact square footages and stuff. That's just stupid. Anyways. All right. Yeah. Well, so what do we, what do we get from all this? What is the well, final overall, round? The numbers, overall, the numbers are good. Overall, we see that, uh, you know, buyers are out there buying that people are still, uh, you know, have a demand for real estate. The freehold market is still booming. We've had a lot of good sales, but there is a lot of signs and a lot of changes in what was a factor back in April and May, which was the coronavirus lockdown and uh, accessibility issues and people's, uh, you know, nerves getting to them, going out and looking at properties and allowing people into their homes that is now coming back in the second wave or here. We've been talking about it forever. It's temporary. It might last two months. It might last one. It might last three. We don't know. It depends on how, how hard everybody works and how many people go see their families Thanksgiving, apparently to the, well, according to the public health people. Right. But, well, listen, I mean, um, Doug Ford, if you take a certain perspective, like Doug Ford says, show me the evidence like that, like he can't see that there's any evidence. So, I mean, if you if you pretend like there's no evidence, you can stay open and keep going and see what happens. They're not closing businesses. They're not. We're going to do it just like the states. Restrictions, heavy restrictions, wear a mask, wash your hands, protect yourself. Couple, Don't go outside unless you have to. It's up to the individual. Try to prevent Try to manage a couple more they, big fines. They learned their lessons with the uh, with the lockdowns before. So are we going to see the same lockdowns? No. But in real estate, you need a willing party. You need to have somebody who's willing to go out and look at places. You need someone to who's willing to allow people into their places. And if people sideline their plans uh, on either side of the supply or the demand, um, that can change the market, right? So I expect to see some changes in the market in October, November, December. Although it's hard to believe it's going to be drastic. Um, I just want to make sure that everyone's got the right information because if they're going out and they're thinking about buying and they were used to these ultra competitive situations from July and August, maybe they didn't have much luck in September and they bring that same type of mindset into October, November, you could end up overpaying. Mm -hmm. And if you have that, that those expectations when you're selling and you think because you list your property at 699, it's going to sell for 950,000 because that's what your neighbor got. It may not happen. You may you may have to choose a different pricing strategy, and you may still be able to get the price you want, or you may have to accept you know the best price that's out there. There's just a lot of there's a lot of different things that are going to come up um, now that we're going into the fall. Weather's changing. Uh, you know the pent up demand was there, but it seems like we've now uh met the the demand of, of the buying public from last year because we're 1.2 percent ahead than we were so is there really going to be that much of an increase in demand compared to what we have last year that's something that we're going to see uh over the next three months yeah likely the the lockdown or whatever it looks like is going to kind of stunt the growth that could have been there there's also a huge thing so i'll just kind of quick deal uh synopsis here uh you know, I got somebody who's looking to sell a condo and buy a townhouse. They need a little bit of a different strategy than somebody who's selling a, uh, you know, detached two-story uh, and they're looking to buy something like a smaller bungalow. Like each person has got a way of being like, do you buy first? Do you sell first? Do you, do you hang on longer? Do you get a longer closing? Like there's just so many things sure, there's that so many factors. A, real estate, a real estate person is going to know about to make sure that you're doing the right thing for yourself. I mean, the truth is most of the time in, in any condo situation, there's, there's a few buildings out there that this is not true, but for the most part, 
you're going to have to put your condo up on the market and get it sold before you can start looking. And the people who are selling their condos for less than uh, their neighbor got two months ago are the ones who bought first. Because at one point in time last year, it's not all the agents' faults. Sometimes it could be, but the, for the most part, if the agents uh, had listed it a couple months back because they bought in May, you know, they may not have known that there was going to be such a drastic price reduction in their condos, right? There's nothing you can do. You got an agreement of purchase and sale. You got to close. You got to you got to meet those terms. So if you got to sell your condo, you, the, the clock is ticking, and you might have to sell it for less. So uh, chances are getting your con condo on the market first is a wise idea. And then depending on the type of home that you're looking for. Uh, and depending on the price ranges and everything else on the property that you're selling, um, you may be looking at selling selling first. In a so, but better like better to be caught uh, not being able to find a new house with yours already sold and money in the bank than the opposite, different. right? In the condo market, I would say that's going to be a pretty consistent uh, theme, but everybody's different. And I always ask people, not all the time, but I, I, I ask people sometimes, which if you had to pick one or the other, do you want to be broke or homeless? Yeah. So if they say homeless, then yeah, the risk is you sell first. And if you end up not finding a place in time, you might have to have a transition. There's also a lot of great, I just got a lady. So we sold her, we sold her house, um, closing dates in October. She uh, had a place secured and, um, the, the, the rental, something happened. Long story, but the, the rental, something happened. It's delayed. So she calls me in a panic saying, now my rental is not going to be available. And I said, okay, well, let's look into this. So I find her some places because right now there's furnished rentals that you could rent by the week yeah. because they're so desperate in getting people in there. Yeah. They'll rent it to you by the week. And hey. it was like, she calls, she gets the place immediately. She's moving in Saturday. It was yeah. like, this has never happened in, in my time where rentals are just being handed out left, right, and center. To anyone, rentals. anyone. With pets. You're like, you got sure. pets, no problem. Do you smoke? We're looking for smokers. <laughs> We're looking for smokers. So there's options for people. Smokers welcome here. Exactly. To be able mm. to go out and find and find find solutions for themselves and to be able to make sure that they've got a place to go, to make sure that they got the right amount of money, to make sure that they're making the right decision for them and their family, they're getting the right place. There's so much information. And right now is is more important than ever to have a, a, a very experienced real estate person making sure that you are doing everything possible to uh, avoid uh, issues. And where are we at in the uh, balanced versus unbalanced or buyer versus seller's market territory? Well, we're definitely in a seller's, ter seller's market in uh, freehold and, and buyer's market in uh, condos. Yeah. yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not balanced in either. So, and are now, we are we heading towards balanced in no we're good we're getting we're getting well, further away in condos I would, and I would yeah, further away probably both. In condos but I would no I would suspect that the freehold market is is going to start to cool down for the fall I wouldn't know if it's going to get into a balanced market there's that's still loosely defined but I think that the sellers market that we had like that low months of inventory that you saw there and the the low ones in March I don't think we're going back there and I think if we might end up getting to two um, to uh, months of inventory or a sales to new listing ratio um, of somewhere closer to 50%, um, then that, that's possible. Well, you heard it here first, maybe, depending on maybe how much uh, real estate YouTube videos you watch or listen to. Uh, another great show, Mr. TK. Thank you for all Thank of you, your yeah. wonderful knowledge and information. There you go. 
Um, we looking will... forward to recording this weekend. We'll talk about some more great stuff that's going on in the city. Yes, and thank you to all the people that have subscribed lately. Our numbers are to the moon. Absolutely, yeah. So we're, please, we're if you haven't subscribed, subscribe now. Like the video, share the video. Yeah, nobody's Thanks, liking. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks, pal. All right, talk to you. Bye. New on Curiosity Stream, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.